Now I have to ask, when you order something online and you get that notification that it's shipped, do you immediately go to the tracking number and kind of anticipate it arriving at your door? And in this episode, Megan and I are going to be talking about social shopping and what it means to all of us consumers out there as we are, you know it, day in and day out on social media and online looking at purchases and trying to buy things. How do people and how do you integrate this into your strategy? Well, keep listening in. We're about to show you. Hello, and welcome to What Makes You Click, a podcast about successful marketing approaches and tips. Every episode provides our listeners with innovative marketing trends, ideas, and strategies that drive increased revenue opportunities. Our guest experts, influencers, and business owners share their unique perspective on what makes customers click. Sit back and tune in for money-making advice from our experienced and hilarious marketing experts. Hello, and welcome to the final episode in our social media chapter all about social media shopping and the different places where you can shop online. It's kind of fascinating to me, um, especially in the past, I would say, three to four years, how much um, commerce has really moved online, and um, especially with apps such as Venmo or platforms such as PayPal that kind of facilitate transactions. Suddenly, you can make a purchase just with your thumbprint on your device. Isn't that crazy? It is. The way that things are moving these days, I mean, face recognition, thumbprints. Oh, it's almost a little bit too much. It is. But you know what? You know what's interesting, Megan? We saw this pick up so much right around when the pandemic hit because everybody had to figure out a way that they could move their business online. Those Mm -hmm. people that never really wanted to have a website or didn't need it all of a sudden panicked. They said, we don't have a fallback plan if something happens to us. Um, And that's where social shopping really became a big thing. Oh, yeah. Um, And especially, I think, for small and local businesses, they really need to get into Facebook and Instagram shopping, especially if you're creating something small like jewelry or soap or candles. Anything that you can kind of price in that $10 to $20 range, people... It's like people will order a $10 coffee just using, like, you know, something like PayPal um, through their device. They will absolutely buy a candle or a soap from you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we often find that through apps or through websites that you can actually buy online and then just drive and pick it up. It's that convenience factor. You know, some places are charging for delivery, but... You know, you can either have something delivered to you, just the traditional way, Mm -hmm. or, you know, pay and then just go pick up in in the store. And, you know, it's it's a great opportunity for you not have to be actually moving through Mm -hmm. the store and spending that time. You just drive in, pick it up, drive out. I think that must be so easy. That must make life so much easier for people with kids who don't want to have to go through the process of getting the kid out of the car seat and then making sure that they don't run right up into the Well, store. and that's the thing, you know, it's it's difficult. It's why you see often, you know, the drive-throughs are a big popular thing um, mm-hmm. because it is. It's tough. You got to take the kid out. You got to take the kid in. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they're in a car seat that you have to carry them in. So it's yeah. just, it's that convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what's also great I like about the social shopping and especially these websites is that 
you can actually go back to your history of items and just go click, add to cart, click, add to oh, cart. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> it's so convenient, but mm-hmm. man, it could it be deadly. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you know you're 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 trying to you know shop groceries. You're like, okay, click, 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 and everything is just bam right there for you. I think for restaurants definitely online ordering or even if they can invest in an app is a big plus especially if they can get that feature where you can create a favorite order or several favorite orders for Mm -hmm. like you know different points in the day. Mm -hmm. People love that. Yeah so you know Megan talk to me a little bit about how Instagram and Facebook use social shopping. So they mainly rely on their probably it's like not only not only the content that they put in their profiles but also any social media ads that they might run because instead of having those ads tied back to a website which has to open in a browser and then sometimes that takes a long time to load they can put you it can push you just right to the shop within the app and that keeps it all in one place which yeah is brilliant and especially because if they're looking at a product in a story or a reel or whatever it is and then you you click on that link to bring you to that product you're making it so easy for them to you know purchase now but at the same time you know the way i look at social shopping is yeah it's always about buying some sort of tangible or restaurant order food Mm -hmm. but you know think about it from these services type businesses how they use it so a lot of them put you know social shopping links where it links right back to specific content on their page in a form that someone can fill out to mm-hmm. then you know do business with them so you know they're still in some ways shopping it's just they're not paying for something necessarily right up front yeah it's kind of like if you were to book an appointment at the hair salon and pay for it up front and then you can just walk in and um, maybe all you have to do especially if like you know you leave the tip beforehand you just walk in you enjoy it and you walk out yeah yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, a lot of times when we look at social shopping, it's it's really about building credibility and your brand with customers. Um, mm-hmm. And especially if, you know, you can also somehow in your post be asking them to share it with other people. Yeah. You know, that sometimes referrals are the best opportunity that a lot of us have when we're doing business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... It, the shoppable ads, um, well, there's a couple different things. We could talk about the shoppable ads, but then we can also talk about the shoppable posts, which are the stories that you sometimes see on Instagram. Yeah. Where the ads are more paid, mm-hmm. where, you know, you might have like images or a video that show what the product is, and you could just click here and go right to the page. What I would say about it is that the ad is a little bit more intrusive. Mm-hmm. As it interrupts, it may not be something that you, while it's like marketed to you, it may be something that you weren't expecting. Whereas it's like, if you follow a brand's social media, I would say you're like 60% more likely to purchase from them because you already have kind of like this connection. And then when you see them in a story, um, it can kind of be excited because you see that kind of notification pop up and you're like, oh, I wonder if they're offering some kind of special. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like we talked about in the other episode, you know, that fear of missing out. Yeah. You know, you were just sharing with me before we started this podcast. Tell us a little bit about like, you know, what we were saying. We were kind of joking about, you know, the 10%, 15 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So obviously, um, and I think this is something that brands should especially do with like new products and services to get people hooked, 
is um, offers some kind of discount. But um, as you know, as you get older and you start having to pay for more things, it's like sometimes it's like that that fifteen percent off. It's like eh, I don't I don't know if it's gonna be enough to sway me. Sometimes it's like come come back to me when you're willing to give me twenty five percent. Yeah, it's 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 almost like a, an auction announcer. You're like, yeah, someone give me 10, 10, 15, 15, 20, 20, 25, 30. All right, thirty. <laughs> I'm going with your store because you're giving me thirty percent off the Absolutely. item. It's kind of funny in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know it's it's. We, we often place value on what we are willing to spend as consumers on an item. Yeah. And sometimes it's wants versus needs. Mm-hmm. You know, do I absolutely need this in my life to live? Or do I really want this in my life yeah. to live? <laughs> and, you know, wants versus needs are very different from all of us. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the value that we place, especially if we're looking at, okay, I need this item. It's 10% off. Okay, I'll go with them. But I want this item. It's ten percent off. Uh, I might wait till it's twenty-five. Yeah, and that's kind of the difference that mm-hmm. uh, you know we look at. But a lot of times when you're looking at you know creating a shoppable link or just a shoppable uh, profile, uh, reel or ad or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know it's allowing you to gain insights into how many people are actually viewing yeah. it and how many people are clicking through. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is we refer to as the click-through rate, yeah. And then the conversion being how many people are actually performing some action. So are they adding it to cart and buying? Are they filling out a form? Are they scheduling something? Are they leaving their email? Are they leaving their email? That's you know conversions are different for many different businesses, but you know it's the opportunity to have that click-through rate and then get them to convert. And sometimes businesses get hung up where they can get people to click through. But then the content, you know, is maybe overwhelming on the site and they just jump right off and they don't actually complete the conversion. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what you and I are doing, especially here, is tracking how many people are clicking through and then how many conversions are happening from that click through. And if we see a drastic drop between the two, we know sometimes that there's something either not enticing enough on that page to get people to buy, or maybe it could be price oriented, or maybe it's it's too much. You know, we mm-hmm. often do see uh, website pages that are full of clutter that people just don't even know where to go yeah, and, yeah. and how to build something. I mean, we were working with a client just recently that we took a look at their site and we just said, it's a lot of information and mm-hmm. I feel like it's very cons- confusing to the consumer as to what they're looking at and what you want them to do. The clear call to action was missing. Yeah. So, you know, it's really, really easy to, to create these opportunities, but you got to make sure you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what else I think was really good about just Facebook and Instagram is, you know, when you create these shoppable opportunities, you're meeting a much broader audience yeah. that maybe doesn't even know you exist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're building your brand awareness out there and you know, getting people to understand who you are. I think there are so many opportunities um, and there's so much data out there that you are able to utilize and optimize to kind of make these sales happen. Yeah, absolutely. And data for us becomes our friend mm-hmm. because when we look at campaigns and especially creating something like this, we want to see how effective is it. And, you know, we mentioned in another episode, just because that you don't see the metrics that you want doesn't mean that you failed that campaign. You have to make tweaks 
to yeah. get it to where it is. Because what you're doing is listening to your audience, trying to put out what your audience wants, but you may not get it right the first time. Yeah. You might not know everything about what they want. And that's that's your opportunity to you know really build this out. So responding to people, trying campaigns, testing them, retesting them, and then tweaking if yeah. they don't work. Yeah. People love knowing that their it's like their critiques are being taken seriously mm-hmm. and that they've had an impact on you from customer to business. Right. I mean, look at look at where Pearl is today. Mm-hmm. Pearl started off very differently that we quickly evolved into a more consultative approach with our clients that we can help drive the education side of just allowing them to have the knowledge. You know, yeah. you know knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just don't know it because it's not your area of specialty. So that's where we can step in and say, you want to manage your marketing yourself 100%, but here's how we will train you to do something like that. And then they consult with us on a more monthly, quarterly, maybe annually basis mm-hmm. to understanding, here's my goals, here's our objectives, and this is our plan, how we're going to get there. And that there. makes it so flexible for yeah. them. Yeah, it is. It's mm-hmm. so true. So what I want to do is I want to tell to you a little bit about a story, um, a case study mm-hmm. that we had recently done for our client and, and how this shoppable links and opportunities came about. So we were working with this clothing store. And the clothing store was offering both men and women's clothing from anywhere to activewear to professional um, attire to evening attire. And what they were struggling with is not only brand awareness, but just really trying to get their name out there and to get people to come into the store or shop online. So what we started helping them to do was create different stories on Instagram, different reels that Mm -hmm. engage the customers, um, helping them to develop further their social media strategy, and then really narrowing down the targeting for any advertisements. Mm -hmm. So advertisements advertisements being like Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Mm -hmm. And then we get people, we track how many click-throughs were happening to that landing page, how many people were adding to cart. Now, the nice thing about what we could do is we can also track cart abandonment rates. Mm -hmm. So those rates in which people add something to cart and then they just don't end up buying. Mm -hmm. So that's when retargeting ads can kick in. And we all know those. The ones that follow you around, they're just Mm -hmm. like, hello, hi, I'm still here. (laughs) Haven't gone anywhere. Uh Uh-oh, looks like you left this in your cart. You might want to come back and buy it now. But what a lot of brands do with that is they use it to their advantage, then say, okay, that's great, and entice them to come back. And then if they don't, they might say, okay, now mm-hmm. I'm going to offer it to you for 10% off. Oh, mm-hmm. now you got my attention again. Yeah. You know, now you're saying, okay, I might offer something to you for a discounted rate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we helped that or that company to build out the strategy. And what we found is that their sales started going through the roof and, you know, they were gaining more of a following on social media. So then what they could do is start creating more content out there and asking people to like it, to share it, to engage with it and so forth. So once they had the following, then they could do like certain, you know, fun events like 
you know, the one they did like a, a shoppable Saturday where they invited everybody to come down mm-hmm. and they did like a light catering of appetizers and it was amazing. I know, it was so great. And and you know what? It was very rewarding to us to be able to help mm-hmm. and see them take a business that was doing well but just needed a little TLC to it mm-hmm. and then really drive that force into you know being where they really want it to be in addition to the in-person event they also hosted these periodical facebook lives where they could really show off the products that um, they were offering to people and kind of it's like helping people imagine it's like wearing these in like you know their everyday life exactly and you know it's funny you mentioned facebook live i find so often that people are so afraid of Facebook Live. And I I always ask everybody, what is it? And they say, well, once it's live, it's live. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's Facebook Live. Yeah. But there's no fear that needs to happen behind Facebook Live. It's just you being you in that moment. Mm-hmm. Be authentic. Yeah. And, and especially if you have it set that people can be like asking you questions throughout, then that kind of provides you with structure to kind of conduct this like little zoom it's almost like a zoom session yeah you know what i use a funny story for you about facebook live i had a friend you know this must have been last summer or sometime he was he bought this great piece of meat from the butcher and just got this new smoker grill and said i want to smoke this but i'm going to smoke my piece of brisket and i'm going to do it live on facebook (laughs) so he actually launched Facebook Live on his personal account, though, not mm-hmm. his business. Yeah. And just was responding to his friends being like, what temperature do you have it at? He's like, oh, I've got it at blah, 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 200 degrees. And it was just, it was hilarious <laughs> yeah. to see that this person is, you know, smoking a beef brisket on a grill mm-hmm. and Facebook living it. Yeah. You and just you can make anything into content. You really can. Mm-hmm. You really can. But it's it's very interesting. So I hope in this podcast, Megan and I have helped you to really understand social media, its inner workings, and what we do now, and we talk about in this podcast, is going to continuously evolve. And that's that's something that Megan and I are always reading up on, mm-hmm. ensuring we understand what changes are coming about. And if you ever have any questions or comments that you want to ask us, you know, reach out to us, consulting at Pro Marketing or our website, promarketing.com. And we do have, as Megan had mentioned in another episode, our social media course. It's got tons of videos. It even has all of the videos in audio format only, so you can download them and listen in the car. And worksheets and things that really help you to develop and elevate your brand. Yep, and you can find all of that at promarketingacademy.com. Absolutely. So we appreciate it. Stick around with us. We've got some surprises in our next series. We're not going to disclose them now, but we've got a lot of good, fun things coming on board. So join us in our next series. Stay tuned. You have reached the end of another episode of What Makes You Click. Check us out at promarketing.com forward slash what makes you click. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to receive our free resources and materials. See you in the next episode.